This is In-House Insiders, a podcast from the Association of Corporate Counsel, where you'll hear from the most interesting in-house legal professionals in Australia. On the show, we'll explore their stories, the challenges they've faced along the way, and the lessons they've learned that have defined their careers. I'm your host, May Ramsey, and I'm the Group Executive Legal Governance and Regulatory Affairs at Medibank. Hi there. I'm Theresa Cleary, and I'm Group General Counsel and Company Secretary at Elixinol Wellness Limited. I'm also the National Vice President at the Association of Corporate Counsel Australia. I'm filling in for May Ramsey on this episode and for the rest of the season. Today, I'm speaking to Mike Gilday, the General Counsel and Head of Property at the iconic Sydney Fish Markets. Mike's role at the Sydney Fish Markets is extremely diverse, with him managing a huge range of stakeholders and overseeing the extremely complex move that the fish markets are currently undertaking. In addition to that, Mike also won the Seoul Legal Counsel of the Year Award at the 2021 Corporate Lawyers Awards. In today's episode, you'll hear how Mike manages such a diverse range of stakeholders, some of the challenges and opportunities of working as the only legal counsel in an organisation, and what it meant to him to win the Seoul Legal Counsel of the Year Award. Let's dive in. Mike, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Teresa. So... You spent the first 15 years of your career in private practice. What are some of the highlights of that time? I started my career in private practice, yes. I was very fortunate to have spent most of that time working in large law firms and I was very fortunate to have an opportunity to work overseas in London and then in Hong Kong at one of the Magic Circle law firms which was really exciting and very transformational for my career. It also gave me the first insights into what it might be like to be an in-house lawyer because what I tended to do a lot of was be involved in quite large matters, which involved working with lots and lots of lawyers, sometimes supervising lots and lots of lawyers. Often those lawyers were in different parts of the world and I needed to work with those teams to deliver certain outcomes. And I think unwittingly, that was a really good learning experience for becoming an in-house counsel a bit further down the track. On the point of working overseas, your last job in private practice was in Hong Kong, you said. What made you change to in-house when you came back to Australia? Yes, my last job in private practice was in Hong Kong. And then I fell into an in-house role almost by default because when I returned to Australia after having been away from Australia for so many years, I didn't really have a practice. I was quite a senior private practice lawyer. I was in a partner role before coming back to Australia. And it just looked like it was going to be really challenging going into a private practice role in Australia, having worked in another jurisdiction and not having a client following. So it seemed to be a good idea to go into an in-house role at that time, but I really didn't have any sense of what it was going to be like. And I really started working as an in-house lawyer pretty much in the same way that I worked as a private practice lawyer and just tried to do all of the things that I was doing when I worked in private practice. It was just that I was located within a company and I had one client only, and I hadn't really learned at that point what it was going to be like as an in-house lawyer. That's great. Now, you're general counsel and head of property at the Sydney Fish Markets. 
So I have to ask, do you like seafood? Yes, Teresa, I get that question a lot. I do like <laughs> seafood, but I certainly didn't join the Sydney fish market having any particular expertise or knowledge around cooking or knowledge of seafood species. Fortunately, I work with a large number of people who are pretty good on that level. And I just try and stick to doing the things that I have a bit more experience with. Now, I know that the Sydney Fish Markets is currently undergoing a big move. Talk to me about that a bit further. Our upcoming relocation is a very exciting project and it's a huge privilege to be able to work on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, which is to relocate the Sydney Fish Market to its new home at the head of Blackwattle Bay, adjacent to our current site. It comes with a huge responsibility, however, which is to deliver a successful new home for the best of Australia's seafood. And it has a lot of challenges around ensuring that our organisation is going to be ready to move into the new building when it's completed, given that our organisation will have to transform uh, significantly the way it is working today into a new way of working which will be fit for purpose in our new site. Mike, it sounds like a really interesting project. What are some of the other challenges you're faced with with the move? So in my role at Sydney Fish Market, I have responsibility for our property, which includes the new site. And so I have oversight of our relocation and transformation to the new site. I don't have any particular experience around relocations, but I have worked with a number of different organisations in the past that have gone through significant transformations. And we don't have a lot of experience at the Sydney Fish Market on having gone through significant transformations. So what I really try and do is bring some of my experiences in working with other organisations and the challenges and opportunities that were presented there and just bring that to the table in the hope that that will help us achieve success in our move. Sounds like be coordinating a lot of stakeholders from the various stakeholders involved in the day-to-day at the fish markets to liaising with the government for the move. What are the biggest challenges involved with managing such a range of stakeholders? I'm very fortunate to deal with a huge range of stakeholders, that is correct, and that does range from people that work on our market floor who are blue-collar workers right through to the higher echelons of government who we interact with in relation to our relocation. And the biggest challenge is prioritising everyone's needs. It is very difficult to ensure that everyone gets treated in the right order And I constantly have to look at what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis and make sure that I return phone calls from people, that I return reply to emails, even if the request isn't perhaps very significant in the scheme of things, it's probably very significant to the person that's asking the question. And I have to make sure that everyone gets treated appropriately in that process. 
That's very interesting around how you overcome those challenges. So if you had one tip for other legal counsel who manage a large number of stakeholders like you are, what would it be? I work in a high conflict environment as not all of the people I deal with get along with everyone else all of the time. And I think the one thing that I constantly have to focus on is the need to ensure that everyone is treated with respect and that's the respect that I would hope to receive if I was dealing with somebody else. And I really try and make that at the very forefront of the way I interact with people. As we know, it's sometimes not easy. Sometimes we have bad days and I try and just learn from those experiences and constantly just try and think, well, how would I feel if I was on the other side of that and making sure that, yeah, everyone's treated with respect throughout the process. It's very, very sage advice. Thanks, Mike. So, Mike, you won Sole Legal Counsel of the Year in 2021. Congratulations. Thank you, Teresa. It was a great honour. What did that award mean to you? It was a huge honour to receive that award. I'd never won any award in the context of my professional practice previously of this nature. So it was a really huge surprise and it was really just a a big confidence booster in the way that I approached my work. And in particular, what it gave me the confidence to do was to be a little bit more open and public about what I do and the way that I work. And what that has translated into is I post stories from time to time on LinkedIn explaining a little bit about what I do. And I try and create a little bit of a narrative around some of the things which are going on with the Sydney fish market at the moment, in particular, that are connected with its relocation to our new site. And it's really rewarding to receive feedback. And that's something that I've got out of winning that award, which is really great. That is great. And I must confess, I'm one of your followers, so I follow your posts on LinkedIn. What's it like working as a sole legal counsel compared to working in a team? Sure. Look, I do work as a team because I work with lots of other people, including our executive team, our senior managers, everyone in our organisation through to other stakeholders that I've talked about. And that includes the wider stakeholders, which are our service providers, including around eight law firms that provide the legal services to our organisation. But what it has enabled me to do being a sole legal counsel is it's enabled me to really focus on the business and to focus on ensuring that the business gets the best possible legal advice that it can. I've been in environments where I have led other lawyers and I've been in those environments for probably the last 15 years. And what I've found with that is that I actually really like working with other lawyers and mentoring them. And I really get a lot out of that experience, but it does also take a fair bit of time to dedicate to doing that. And it means that it's just one of the priorities that I need to work on. Being a sole legal counsel, I don't have that responsibility of having to mentor other lawyers directly. So it really just frees up a little bit of time and enables me to focus on the business, which is going through such a critical transformation. And I think that's probably the best situation for me to be in right now. 
although going forward at some point I would like to be back in a situation where I've got the ability to share my experience with other more junior lawyers. Mike, can you share an example of some of the challenges of working as a sole legal counsel? Sure. Well, there are numerous challenges and I think all in-house lawyers know that one of the key challenges is that we have to do everything. And working as a sole legal counsel is certainly no exception with the possible addition that there's really nowhere to hide because as the only lawyer within the organisation, I have to attend to all of the matters that are put in front of me. And that may involve working on some things that I really, really like to work on. And then other times I might have to work on things which I'd probably prefer to do less of. But at the end of the day, I get to spend all of my time with the business. And I really do love working with the people that I work with at Sydney Fish Market. I think all good businesses are made up of great people. And I'm very fortunate to work with a really great team. And I get to spend a lot of time with them in my role as sole legal counsel. And I also get to be involved in a lot of things that are not legal in nature. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of in-house lawyers like to do is that they like to branch out into other areas of the business and use their skills in different situations. That's great. You're touching on my next question, which is what about benefits? Do you have any examples of some of the benefits of working as a sole counsel? Sure. So similar to the last answer, the benefits are spending time with the business and really getting the opportunity to learn the business and interact with the senior stakeholders. Obviously, as the sole legal counsel, I'm general counsel, I'm working with our executive team and I get to be involved with not just legal matters, but making decisions on matters relating to strategy and the strategic direction of the Sydney fish market and having input into a wide variety of commercial matters. Do you have any advice for any other sole legal counsels who might be listening? Sure. The one thing that I am constantly thinking about is role clarity. And it sounds simple that we ought to know what our role is, but increasingly I'm finding this one of the most challenging aspects of my work and it's one of the most challenging aspects that I'm hearing from other in-house counsel that I talk to who are in a similar position. And what that means is that I think there's, particularly as a sole in-house counsel, there's the real risk of strategy drift in terms of my role. And if I'm not careful, I could tend to spend too much time acting in a commercial capacity and perhaps not enough time doing the job that I'm supposed to do, which is to be the general counsel. And whilst it's times the two different roles may be similar, they might at times come into conflict. The situation is often I'm there primarily to assist the business in doing the things that it needs to do to succeed. But at the same time, there's an inherent conflict in that because I'm also there in my capacity as general counsel 
to potentially be working with the business to avoid having to do things which the business might think it needs to do to succeed. And I think we all know what that means. It sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but it's a real challenge for us in exercising our legal role in ensuring that our businesses don't get themselves into trouble and where that conflicts with where people want to go. Now, we're getting to the almost the end of our interview today, so we've got the quick fire round, which I love. So I'm going to fire some questions at you. Are you ready? Sure. Go ahead, Teresa. Okay. Number one, if you met your 21-year-old self, what advice would you give them? The first thing that comes to my mind is just run, run <laughs> as fast as you can, run to the hills. But seriously, I think what I would have liked to do on reflection if I had the benefit of being my younger self would be to spend more time on managing my own career. What is one skill you've really had to develop through your in-house role? The one skill I really feel I've had to develop is emotional intelligence. I felt that that's been absolutely critical to have in place before I could be successful as an in-house lawyer. Great. Where do you go to upskill? I try and attend a lot of CLE, but I also am fortunate enough to sit on a couple of different committees where I have the experience of working with peers who are very senior in-house lawyers, and I learn a lot from them. Who's someone you really admire? Great question. I really admire Craig Foster, who used to be an international soccer player, turned SBS broadcaster, turned refugee rights advocate, turned lawyer. And I think he's a real inspiration to not only myself, but a lot of young people. I love it. What's the one item on your bucket list? I'd really love to have the opportunity to ski in North America and Canada, as I've heard the skiing's great there and I love downhill skiing. Mm, great. What's your favourite hobby? So favourite hobby is skiing, but also love spending time at the beach and swimming where I have the opportunity to also do some volunteer surf life saving. Great. What are you reading at the moment? I'm reading a couple of books. I try and read a serious book and then a book that's a bit more fun. So my fun book is by John le Carre and it's called The Legacy of Spies. And the more serious one is Richard Suskin's recent released third edition of Tomorrow's Lawyers. And lastly, what is the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? If I've got the opportunity, I love to go for an early morning walk with my wife. We like to walk to a nearby bakery and buy some items for us and our children to have for breakfast. But it also gives us an opportunity to talk about all manner of things. And I think it really positions us well going into the rest of the day from that point forward. Mike, thanks so much again for joining us on the show today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks, Teresa. It's been a lot of fun. You've been listening to In-House Insiders, a podcast about the stories, challenges and lessons learnt by Australia's top in-house legal professionals. In-House Insiders is produced by the Association of Corporate Counsel. 
ACC's purpose is to support the professional and business interests of in-house counsel through information, education, networking and advocacy initiatives. I've personally been an ACC member for 15 years and I continue to remain a member for the fantastic peer networking opportunities I get and the access to tailored CPDs that cater for every stage of an in-house lawyer's career. If you're not a member already, you can join me and over 45,000 other in-house counsel from around the world. For more information about ACC or to join, please visit the website acc.com. This has been In-House Insiders. I'm May Ramsey and I'll speak to you next time.